FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Wait till you see the site I found. What did you find? You're so good at finding sites. I know. I know. <laughs> the one thing that's, that's fun about doing this podcast is I don't have to worry when I open up my computer and there's porn. <laughs> I'm like, I do a sex podcast. I yeah. don't know what your problem is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it totally gives you a lot of freedom. Oh, so you have the 239 top fetishes. Yep, I sure do. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> All right. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And today, just the tip. Oh, God. <laughs> just the tip. We've all heard that before. Well, did you let him do it? Probably. I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, <laughs> it's not been a while. <laughs> I don't mean literally. <laughs> I mean, it ha- it's been a while since I've heard that. Oh, but it's not been a while since you've had sex. Yes. Right. Yes, it has, or yes, it hasn't. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I have to tell you about this. Before we get started, I have to tell you about this text message that I got. Okay. So the audience knows that you have no knowledge of my text message. No, you told me you weren't going to tell me. Right. Okay, so I got a message on Saturday night at 9.07 at night. Okay. So it's like beginning a booty call time, right? I would say I agree with that. Okay, so if, if it's midnight, it's guaranteed a booty call. If it's mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the text. So I just saw your Instagram and I felt aroused <laughs> and I want to have sex with you. <laughs> and it's from a girl. Whoa. <laughs> that's the part that, look, that's the part that was the most surprising. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Can you hand me your phone without me banging this microphone? Oh. Okay. Wait. And there are also photos of feet. Hmm. What? I don't know. Your phone just scrolled. <laughs> Let me see. Why is it feet? Let me see why it has I don't feet. I don't, I don't like feet. I don't know. It was like a foot and like a dog. Give right. me the, give no, no. Okay. I, I scrolled down. I scrolled okay. down. We don't, we don't want to know. Listeners, we just don't want to know what that was about. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's very nice. Yeah. And I want to have sex. I mean, she's very clear. Yeah, she's very clear. Is this someone you know? Yes. And okay. it's somebody that... I've, I've been with before a long time ago. Oh. I mean, it's such a random... Where did you find feet? Oh, this is when I broke my foot, goofball. I'm, it, okay, it's a photo of feet. It is a, it is a photo of feet. <laughs> it is a photo of feet. <laughs> it's and, like a montage. Yeah, and there's my dog sleeping. You're right. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I was like, where's the feet coming from? <laughs> um, so anyway, here's what's interesting about this person. When I first met her, I met her on Tinder. Okay. And the very first text message she ever sent me on Tinder was, can we have sex the first night? Oh. And I remember thinking, if a guy had sent me that, I'd have deleted him. Oh, yes. Right? Right. But when a girl sends it to you, it has a different, I don't know, it's like not as hard. Well, men, okay, and I don't mean this in any way against men, because I love men, and I say that all the time, but men are more threatening. I think it's more, you know, I think as women, we're just... There's about another, when we're talking about another woman, it's it's not, it's non-threatening. I, I didn't feel threatened by her for sure when yeah. she got it. I thought it was very funny because it was from a girl. And then when I got this message, and I didn't know how to respond. So truth be told, when I got it, I thought, I don't know. To, to, to this to message this one, or yeah. the original one? Well, the original one I thought was funny. But this one I got from her and she's like, I just saw your Instagram picture. And if you've been to our Instagram, it's on our Instagram, the Wild Orchids Instagram. And it's also on my personal one. I've just figured out Snapchat filters. Okay. Okay. No, I'm a little late to the party. Okay. (laughs) But I couldn't figure out why people like Snapchat filters. And then I figured it out. 
I was like, look how good I look. <laughs> right. Well, right. yeah, they're kind um, of addictive. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put a little, little dog ears and a nose or anything, but so there were these sparkles around me and you'll see it, go to our Snapchat and you'll see it. Feel free to like it. Wait, we have a Snapchat now? Oh no, no, not our Snapchat. Sorry. Go to our Instagram. You'll see my Snapchat <laughs> okay. photo and eventually we'll probably have a Snapchat, but not today. So anyway, <laughs> she saw my Instagram Snapchat. And so she sends me that and I didn't know how to answer. Like, I don't want to say that's really nice. Thank you. I'm not interested. Why? Because well, I felt bad. So I just, I think I, I, I deflected and I said, um, oh, thanks. I just figured out Instagram, Snapchat. Like well, I didn't know perfect. Was, right? So then she So messed. how come you don't want to sleep with her? I just don't feel chemistry. I wish I did. She's a knockout. She's probably one of the physically most beautiful women I've ever laid eyes didn't, on. So she, oh, so she just on the Instagram, but she must know about the podcast. So, it, so didn't you just kind of tell her that Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I hate to point out the obvious, but like, I'm not sure she listens. Okay. Shit. But, but she's is, stunning. She's, she's beautiful. Stunning. She is like, I look at her and I go, fuck. Yeah. She used to pose for Playboy. She's got this gorgeous figure. She's got this gorgeous face and I have zero chemistry for her. But that just happens. I mean, we talked about that when you had that date with that guy. Same thing. You know? So I'm starting to think it's me. Actually, now that I mention it. You're just so, super picky. <laughs> I guess I'm super chem- chemistry, right? Well, no, but that's so important. I, I think it's more important than how you look. Yeah, oh, for sure. Without chemistry, I mean... What's the point? Well, you got nothing. You got nothing. And so when she... And, and I think she thinks we have chemistry. When was the last time you hung out with her or saw her in person? Do you Ooh. think chemistry can change? Do you think that's something that can grow? Oh, that's an interesting... Because I believe that it can. I mean, I've personally had that happen. Now, granted, you have to be attracted to the person. I think she's a knockout. Like, she's so physically beautiful. I'm going to invite you to go on a little... You think I should go out with her? I do. I think you should see if it's changed. I absolutely do, because I really believe that chemistry can change. And I know Mm. that it falls into two camps. It's like... Pots, it like or pot not. smokers or non-pot smokers. There's right. no middle. Right, exactly. It's like there are people who believe that chemistry is something that you have no matter what from the moment. It's an animalistic, pheromone-driven energy thing. And then there's the other camp that's like, no, someone can grow on you. I think someone can grow on you, but does that mean that you have chemistry? For me, yes. Okay, so... But I also understand the other side of it. Yeah, I'm. I, all right, so I'm willing to go out with her again. Okay, to test it because well, either way. So finally, a, for a change, you have homework. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I have homework. <laughs> so she's a nice girl. There's, I mean, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with her. Like, there's nothing. She doesn't have a hairy pussy. She doesn't smell <gasps> bad. I, you oh, know, you, oh, you know, oh, I don't like hairy pussy. Oh we my talked god, about this. you shamed. There's the no hairy- shaming. Ah! There's just preference. You just said there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> she doesn't have a hair. That is, those are your words. Uh, well, okay. So let me, let me language it better. There's, she, there's nothing wrong with her, period. She doesn't have a hairy pussy, period. <laughs> oh, it's not even better. It's not even better that way. <laughs> what if I started a new paragraph? <laughs> yeah, no, I think we should just totally start over. Oh my God. All right. Okay. No, it's okay. No, we're, we're not taking that out. We're not. It's too funny. No, no, don't take it out. Okay. I don't want you to take it out. Don't take Here's it out. the thing. I'm not trying to shame the girls who like it. I just don't prefer it. Like, I just don't like it. I don't like it on boys. I don't like it on girls. I, I'm out. We've already had this conversation. Okay. We so know since, where you stand. So, with- since, so, so, okay. So she's gorgeous and she's um, very talented and she's... But in- you don't have chemistry. I don't have chemistry. So we got it. But I, I'm going to invite you to... Go out with her again and see. One more time and just see. Okay. How long has it been? 
May. All right. So it's been a minute. Okay. It's been a minute. All right. All right. You get back to us on that one. I'll I'll do my homework. Okay, good. Go, go. on date. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put care horse things to do. Uh, you know. All right. Are you ready to start on today? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what we're talking about? You always ask me that. Because I'm making sure you're doing your homework. But Have you been to the Swingers Club yet? No. Well, the, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to a Swingers Club by myself. I told you I'd take you. I know, but then you've been a very busy lady. I have been busy. You've been traveling a lot and you, I mean, you got, you've got you been out of town a lot. I have. I have. And this Friday I'm doing that uh, kink party. We're doing that together, actually. The kink party. Well, can that count as my... Uh, no. Come on. No, that's no, no. That's not even the same category. It's like, <laughs> can I go to the beach and the mountains and call it the same fucking thing? No. <laughs> Come on. No, it's totally different. Okay, fine. So this bed, we'll be able to talk about that party. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe we should preface what's going to happen next week for us. I think you have a better grasp because haven't you already been? No. Oh. No. This I've been trying to go to this party. It's the clothes female nude male party. Right. Chicks wear clothes. Boys don't. And then things happen to the boys. But it's more, right. It's more in depth than that. It's That's all I know. You have all the information about it that I oh, know. Oh, okay. Because I have a friend who went and it's like the boys are there to serve you basically. And I you know. kind of do whatever you want to them. Yes. And they're like your little slave. Yes. And Jason refuses to go, by the way. Well, it makes me uncomfortable as hell. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be just sitting there like, no, no, it's okay. Let me get you a glass of water. <laughs> Which is totally, I can see myself doing that. Or if I'm just going to slip into some alter ego and be like, yeah, bitch. lick my big toe right now. Harder. Yeah. I went to a party on Saturday night, a cocktail party actually. And I was talking to somebody who's really involved in the kink world. And she said the very first time she went to a dungeon, the person who was mentoring her handed her a flogger to spank a boy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, after that, I was in. She's like, yeah. that's all it took one time, man. And I was in. And I was like, oh, I wonder. I kind of so, hope that happens to me. I have a very like strong personality, but I, I'm not, I would say, dominant. we're about to find out i know we're gonna find out so okay so that's friday yeah that's friday for us all right so but today we're talking about just the tip today we're talking about (laughs) how to up your game in the bedroom right and so when you brought this topic to the table what i thought you were talking about so this understands where i came with my list is i thought you were talking about relationships that had gone for a long period of time and maybe the bedroom had gotten stale okay that's where i came from Mm -hmm. where did where did you come from I came more from like how to maybe you already have an existing relationship and you kind of want to up the game a little bit, you know, bring, but I think it can also be for any, like even just tips in general. Like if, like if you're going on a date tomorrow with somebody new and you're going to sleep with them, you could totally bring these things. Okay. My tips won't work for that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. You go first. You do one and then I'll do one. How about that? We'll, We'll volley it. Let's start with something really, really easy. Okay. So I think, and I don't know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there know this, but Mm -hmm. for me, music can really alter my mood. Okay. In the bedroom. Okay. And I sometimes when I am, if I know I'm going to have a date or if I know I'm going to have someone over, um, I think you can really set the mood. So I put a playlist together of like super, super explicit and hot and sexy songs. Like, can you give us an example of one? I Let's do this. I will give you the list and we can post it in the link. Oh, that'd be great. Right? Give, yeah, give mm-hmm. us Monica. Okay, so we'll Monica's I have playlist will be, in, yeah. will be in the uh, in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do a playlist. And they're, and they're kind of all over the place and, and I'll do different ones, you know, because right. 
it's different for everyone. What, what kind of music life? I think that can change the mood and put you into that sort of alter ego sometimes. Oh, for sure. For right? Sure. Like I think about the song, um, oh, and I don't remember who sings it, um, but like Take Over Control. I don't know that song. So I you, want you to take over control. That one? Nope. Don't know it. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I listen to weird music, so... I, I probably, it's my, it's my fault. It's not your horrible singing. I know, right? Dogs hide when I sing. I have a child who can sing and he took all my singing talent. <laughs> so anyway, I know that's a really simple thing, but I do think it's so easy to, to look over that and not, you know. I think you're right. I think that if you, if you're feeling really romantic, mm-hmm. like I can remember being with a boyfriend once and there were some songs that meant a lot to us. And so whenever I hear them, even now I go back to that place with him. So I think you're right. I think that if you're feeling, if you're feeling like you want to, you want to have, you know, hard play, then, then the music has, it has an impact. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling you like, like that you, song, sexy bitch, which will be on my playlist. How's that go? Nope. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I will not torture the ears of our listeners by singing. Oh, so she's going to say my horrible singing and then she's going to No, you sounded like a pop star compared to my singing. You know, dogs hide when I sing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but no, so I think that's right. I think if you're feeling really romantic, like, um, oh God, Uh, what the hell's the name of that song? (laughs) You know that that song? Is that a real question? Yeah, it's that one. It's the... um, Fuck. All right. I don't know. But you know what? You can put it on the I'll on put the it on the list. playlist. Yeah. I think you should have a little playlist too. But I know what you're saying. I mean, like, yeah. you know, sometimes like, I really like jazz and I can listen to jazz all night jazz long. Jazz will not turn me on. But that is such a non, right? Like it, it's not. It's not a, you know, it's good for dinner and cooking and... It's great for dinner. Like I love jazz music mm-hmm. when I'm in a restaurant because there's no words. It's just soft enough. Mm-hmm. They don't usually have it super loud. Yeah, I agree. So yours is bring music into the bedroom and spice it up. Yeah, that'll, that'll kind of you tell can... your partner what you're in the mood for. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Simple. I like it. Easy. Easy. Breezy. And you can use it for new dates or long-standing relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think in long-standing relationships, it has an impact because like if you're in a relationship for many years, you guys have a quote unquote, that's your song. Oh, so true. Yeah. And like decades later, that's still your song. No, it's so true. And so, you know, my parents, as I told you, met on the met and married in a week, right? But their song was always from... Uh, it was until the 12th of never mm-hmm. from, I think Johnny Mathis is who sang it. And they used to sign all of their cards, U-T-T-O-N until the 12th of never. Oh, that's and it nice. was just very sweet. And so for them, if they played that, I'm, you know, I'm sure that that brought up impact for them. So, all right. I like it. It's a savior. We'll keep it. Yeah. We'll try it out. All right. So mine, as I mentioned, I did things for, if you'd been in a really long relationship and you wanted to spice things up. Mm-hmm. I like that you're coming from this other side of things. Right. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. <laughs> my first two. Oh God. <laughs> Get another lover. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. Because I really thought about this. I thought, well, I come from a very poly perspective. Look, first of all, I want to be clear. I'm not condoning affairs by any stretch of the imagination because mm-hmm. that involves lies and betrayal and all sorts of bullshit that we don't have to deal with, right? But when you think about an affair, which I think most people have a, a basic grasp of, right? They'll say one of two things will happen. He'll either, I'm assuming he's cheating, right? But he'll either have a lot of sex with you or he'll have no sex with you. They, there's all the books and research that suggest that. Mm-hmm. So if we just look at the element of he'll have a lot of sex with you, or in this case, in a poly relationship, you get another lover, all of that NRE, you know, passion is created in the space in between, mm-hmm. right? So the distance between you and your lover is where passion comes in. So the longer that you're together, the the closer and tighter and more comfortable that gap becomes. Right, I agree. The less passion there is. Mm -hmm. But if you get another lover, well, now there's some space. That's a very radical 
move for some people. I mean, you're very familiar with it, but right. you know, for someone like me, I don't know that I'll be okay with that. Well, then you should play more music. <laughs> Note taken. I mean, I'm just saying, it's like I come from a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that perspective is important because even though maybe the mainstream world, and I think this is really changing and shifting because there's so much more. I was just watching a Netflix show yesterday. Have you seen the Netflix show, The Magicians? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So it's on Netflix. It's three seasons old. So it's been around for a minute. Oh, I know it. I know what you're talking about. Right. We're we're binge watching it right now. Mm -hmm. And there are several references in that show to polyamory. Hmm. They're like, oh, we're in a polyamorous triad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is becoming very mainstream. That is true. I do think there's a lot more knowledge and education Mm -hmm. and a lot more people are, you know, trying it out. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying for some people, I don't know that that's... Yeah, I, I think that I think that it's much more... I think even if you don't identify as polyamory or polyamorous, I think if you don't identify as polyamorous or lifestyle or even non-monogamous, there's still a lot of people that are like, oh my God, my wife and I took home a girl last night. Yeah, that's true. So it's not necessarily being in a relationship with that person, but, you know, maybe just having a little fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And so um, like in some of the listener letters, when we do our listener show, that's what some of the listener letters that are coming in are people who are doing that. I feel like we should kind of tell people when we're going to be doing the listening, the listeners, the listener corner. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking we should probably release that show. Let's do it Thanksgiving day. Really? Okay. Because our show releases on Thursdays anyway. Okay. So if we release it the 28th, which is Thanksgiving day, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like giving thanks to our listeners. That's nice. So if they want to get in on the listener show, they need to, they need to hurry up. And what, and that's just, we're answering questions. We're answering questions. I'm new to the, the, yeah, this season. Okay. All right. So in the listener's corner, what we do is we answer questions. We, we, lots of times they'll send us their erotic stories because they don't have anyone else they can tell it to. Mm. And so I got to tell you, this guy wrote in, I can't wait to read his story. Okay. It's that good. Okay. All right. But back to where we were. All right. So in polyamory, you know, I feel like if you can create NRE, if you can create space between you and your partner, not negative space, Mm -hmm. but just space that makes it hot. Like when you're being pursued again, you feel extra sexy. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go to work and somebody you work with all of a sudden starts flirting with you. You feel you might dress a little, you might take a little extra time in the morning as you get ready for work. Not because you want to do anything bad or step out on your marriage, but because it feels good to have somebody pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. So that's true. And, and, it, and it increases the, I think, sexiness within a relationship if you do that. Or first tip of the day is... Get another lover. Okay. And create space between you and your current lovers in a healthy way so that everybody benefits. Okay. Your turn. (laughs) My second one is going to be edging. Ooh. But also edging your partner. Okay. Tell us more. So, so I think that, um, I don't know, this is something I've just learned recently. It's kind of hard to do. You have to have discipline to do it. But it's literally like bringing yourself to the brink of orgasm and then stopping Mm -hmm. and then taking a little breather and then doing that again Mm -hmm. and doing that a few times. Mm -hmm. And I think that it builds tension. We're so Mm reward-based, I think, as human beings. And we're always seeking this orgasm, which, you know, it feels great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think when we're anticipating something in the bedroom, I think then that can really build the anticipation and attention can can really stimulate, you know, your erogenous zones and really get into your head in a way that plus it slows you down. You know, we're not for sure, right, for sure. rushing through things, but 
Yeah. And there are studies too that show that dopamine levels are higher when you're anticipating reward when the, than when you're actually receiving the award, the reward. Yes. Anticipate. I love, oh, like I love the feeling of anticipation. That right? to me, oh my God. Right. And that's kind of what edging, right? Because you know it's coming. Right. Right. And stop. And it's like, it's like when you're a kid on Christmas, right? You're like, Christmas is coming. And then Christmas is a little bit, I remember being a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Because you waited and you were so, t- you're like, oh my God. And then, oh. Right. <laughs> exactly. But but when you're talking about orgasm, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, there's a whole different, I love the feeling of anticipation. Mm-hmm. So, so. That, that would be my second. T- and you can do that literally in a relationship you're in now or just a hookup or someone that, you know, you've been with for a long time. Right, for it's, sure. It's like an easy thing to do. How would you create anticipation with somebody you've been with a long time? Well, if you're not edging with them, then you should start doing that. Okay. Right? right? I would. I mean, but there's also sexting. You can, you know, start sending photos or texting them what you're going to do to them later. That's right. all anticipation too. Right. No, and I and I think I think it's important. Um, it's like I, it's like I was talking about creating the distance. Like I think about couples. More and more people are starting their own businesses. More and more people are working from home. So more and more people are spending large amounts of time together. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. Right. And so um, that kind of leads in. Um, are you done with edging? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. so that kind of leads into what my, my second tip, which was, was get a hobby that they're not involved in. Oh, that's a great tip. You know, that goes back to creating that distance, right? Is mm-hmm. so um, if you are, if you like to cook, for example, and your partner doesn't, that's perfect because two things can happen. One, you take a cooking class all by yourself, make new friends, have new things to talk about. And that person who isn't going to the class with you now has some distance between you and 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 them, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the same token, you can take that same option and learn something new together. In other words, you like cooking, he doesn't. So maybe you take a pottery class together. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. Anytime you can take up a hobby that is unfamiliar to one or both of you, I think it's going to create space. Because I know that if you if you go to a class and your partner stays home, when you get home logical questions are how many people were in the class, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, there were 10 people and there was this person and that person. And, you know, and if you allow yourself the opportunity to explore, like I find people funny, I, you know, I do. I want to know if Jason goes to a class without me, I'm like, were there any hot girls in the class? <laughs> were there any hot guys in the class? Mm-hmm. So even though he has no reference to that, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. I agree with you. And I mm-hmm. think that's something we tend to do as we stay in relationships. We do get so comfortable. Mm-hmm. We get very complacent. Mm-hmm. And we forget what it was like when we first started dating. Right. Which was, there was, you know, we weren't sure. And we didn't know if we were going to have that person for sure. Right. You know, and it wasn't a guarantee. And, and that's where the passion was born. Exactly. And that's when you're hot and heavy for each other. And, right. you know, there's, yeah, you're right. There's that space to kind of right. miss each other. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an opportunity to miss one another here and there, then you're right. That Then there's then no it's, passion. it's boring as hell, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard couples say before, um, well, he works out of town and that's why we've been married for, you know, 50 years and we we're so happy together because he works out of town. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think that we don't understand that, that too much togetherness, you know, my mom used to say, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. That's so true. And, you know, contempt is the, is the killer of relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so create some space and some distance and some unfamiliar. That's a great idea. That's hard for people to do though, because it, you know, they got to get out of their rut, you know, they have out to of get, the comfort zone. yeah, they got to get out of that. Because we get into these habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've had relationships where we've gone, you just get more and more comfortable, you know, and then before you know it, you're on the TV, you're on the, you're watching television all night, you know, and get into this like pattern. 
And then, and then sex goes away and then yeah. romance goes away and everybody's looking at each other going, what happened? Yeah. the romance, when that goes away, cause you know, in the beginning he was buying me flowers mm-hmm. and there was this whole, you know, I mean, he, he was literally, you know, he was wooing you. He was wooing me. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then that goes away and then yes. it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I think, I think the more that we can play with our own emotions, mm-hmm. the, the, the happier long-term that we are. Didn't you just have like a, a date night or something? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about when I went to Oklahoma. Yes. That's what you're talking about with one of my partners. Yes. It was good. Yeah. It was good to see him. It was good to to be in his energy. It was good to spend time with him. It was far too short. Um, and now you get to miss each other. And now we get to miss each other. And so we talk frequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk almost every day and and it's it's good for us. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I miss him. He misses me. Mm-hmm. And so that that makes it a little bit hard. But, you know, I mean, I've got... I've got a guy that I'm talking to right now and he lives out of state and that's really good for us mm-hmm. because when we get together, it's always fireworks. Yeah. So, yes. Well, that's good I stuff. think distance is good. All right. There <laughs> you go. All right. You're back up to bat. When I started thinking about this, I just started thinking about things that maybe weren't the usual sexual, like buy a sex toy, you know, bring a vibrator into the bedroom because right. I think people kind of already know that. So I'm going to, touch on a subject that maybe will piss some people off. I don't know, but I'm going to say, you know, what's a huge, huge aphrodisiac? Get your ass to the gym, right? (laughs) No, I agree. Seriously, go work out. Go, not only does it release endorphins. Which makes you want to have sex. Yes. And it makes you feel super sexy. When I go to the gym four days a week. I feel so good. I know that my body has not changed. Since it, you know, Mm -hmm. the weekend, like Mm -hmm. where I had ice cream and I felt like a fat cow. Mm -hmm. I know it hasn't physically changed, but when I look in the mirror. It looks different. It looks totally different. (laughs) Oh my God, me too. And I feel like a sexy vixen. I mean, I do. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn. Yeah, bitch. Right? (laughs) But I know it hasn't actually changed. You know, so... Okay, don't burst my bubble because I go to the gym once and I'm 100% sure it's changed. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, it's different. Look, my butt's better. Right. No, <laughs> I mean, maybe you're different. I don't know. For me, like, I don't, you know, but anyway, I would say, you know, get into the gym. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. It's going to make you feel confident with your partner. Plus, your partner is going to look at you and be super turned on. Yes. I mean, I have been with partners that have amazing, incredible, rock hard bodies. Mm-hmm. I've also been with partners that haven't. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that in one particular relationship, um, as we got more and more comfortable together mm-hmm. and as his need to look like, you know, to have a six pack or whatever kind mm-hmm. of went downhill, my attraction to him also, did, you know, I remember looking at him he was like sitting on the edge of the bed putting his shoes on and he had bent over mm-hmm. and they were like you know, there was like cellulite, like all over his belly. And I was just like, was I still attracted? I st- Is it a deal breaker? No, of course not. I'm, he's my boyfriend. I'm going to stay with you. I'm not going to leave for that reason. I love you for other reasons. Right. But it doesn't make me want to jump your bones before you go to work as you're putting your shoes on. Right. I, but I think there's, I think there's twofold to that. No, I agree with you. Right. Because I've got a friend and he has complained that his wife, when he married her, she was one size and now she's significantly a larger size than she was. I hear this all the time too. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, is, am I shallow? Because she doesn't turn me on like she did. Yep. And I thought, well, you know, you're not shallow. 
Yes, you're shallow. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's a yes and yes. It's a yes and yes answer, right? Yes, you're shallow and yes, you have a right to be. And no, you're not because you picked her based on a physical attraction to start with. Like before yes. they got to know each other, before anything, like when we talk swipe right on the on the, on the the websites, which by the way, I'm back on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. I'm sure there's a story there, but go I'm on. Remember I got banned. No, no, but go on, yeah. but go on. Anyway, so, but when, when you're, when you're picking on a website like that, it, you know, there's a, it's, how do you look? Am I physically attracted to you? Yes. And you're right. When you go to the gym, even if nothing has changed, your energy has changed. Absolutely. And you're feeling a little more confident and that translates. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't, I know that this may really, you know, hit a, a sore spot for some women and, and men too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and as a woman, I understand, you know, I stand in the checkout line at Publix and I'm looking at every, you know, beautiful woman uh, and I see these amazing bodies and I, I can't hold myself to that. I am not perfect. I have flaws, but I think it's important to take care of yourself. And we have gotten so lazy. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of people don't want to work, you know, and people say to me, Oh, I just don't like it. It hurts. Yeah. It fucking hurts. Guess right. what? It hurts. I, do you think I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I do a little celebratory dance in the dark in my underpants, like, yay, I'm going to go now work out at CrossFit. You mean you don't? No, it <laughs> sucks. It sucks. I mean, every single time I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to do this, but what, by the time I leave and I'm home and I, I feel a million times, I'm, I never come back from the gym and say these words. I wish I hadn't done that. Right. Never. Right. You know? Right. And so I encourage people to, you know, Get your butt in gear. You know, I don't right. know what it's going to take, but go get some exercise. Even if it means walking out your front just door. Just walk, na- walk your neighborhood, right? Yeah. You're, just saying, you're just saying move your body. Move your body. You're going to feel better and you're going to be more flexible and bad. It's, it's just overall, it just is going to help. Yeah. And you know, when you were talking, it was making me think when I was competing, everyone would be like, oh my God, your body's so beautiful. And I was like, it's like sausage. <laughs> like everybody likes the result and nobody wants to know what goes into it. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, it's tough. It's so you know, Or do yoga. Even if you, if you can't physically go to the, I get it. Like, you know, some people can't do that. They have injuries, you know. Or, or babies at home. I or, do yeah. yoga in my living room. Is it fun? No, I got to move half the furniture in my stupid living room. And my dog is trying to like, crawl onto we my want, head. We would like to see a video of that. <laughs> Could you maybe record that for us, please? I will do we'll it. post it. <laughs> sure. But you know, I come back from the gym and then I, I really try to do yoga. I try to do a half hour of yoga. And that's been amazing for me. You know, it's more physically challenging than you think it is. I, I think the longer you do yoga, the harder it gets because mm-hmm. you really get to know your body. Not only that, there's a mental discipline that comes with making yourself, you know, I'm going to be on the schedule. I'm going to do it. I'm not perfect about it all the time. No. Why but, am I in gym close today? Because I'm going to the gym on the way home because my butt needs to be in the gym if I'm going to have new partners. Get it. Get it, girl. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And that's, you know, what you're saying is very true. Mm-hmm. And, and so going, you know, it's like, okay, so my current partners have all seen me naked, rock on. But if I'm going to see a partner I haven't seen in a while, like my, like I'm getting ready to do, by God, my ass is in the gym. Yeah. And I just know for me, when I can take my clothes off and straddle you and, and in the kitchen or mm-hmm. whatever, and not be looking down at my body and going, oh my God, I, I don't want him to see that. Or I don't want him to see this. Or, you know, I, you know, when I can just strip down and mm-hmm. just 
feel great about my body, I'm in a completely different sexual space. Oh, for sure. And it does, it, it makes you more passionate and more willing to try things. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. If I don't like how my butt looks, uh, there's a really good chance I'm not going to get on my hands and knees so you can see it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Seriously. The other thing I want to mention about yoga is the reason that I started yoga all, a couple years ago was because sex got painful. Mm. because it, there's a distance of how far your legs can spread. Mm-hmm. And as, as we get older and we do things like I was a bodybuilder, so all of my muscles and my ligaments were really tight. Mm-hmm. So that the distance that I could spread my legs was so much shorter that it got sex got uncomfortable. So if that's happening to you, get in the get into the yoga studios, get your get your ligaments stretched out. And now, you know, I can grab each one of my big toes and, you know, straddle anything. I want to see that later. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, on Amazon, you know, if you have a smart TV, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this until recently, but I got a fire stick. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I mean, and most people... I love my fire stick. It's so cool. So there's an an app or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they... I think they call it apps, apps, right? Called Gaia. It's Mm G-A-I-A. And... You could, they have free downloads, but for like $11 a month or something like that, you get all these free yoga and they, they guarantee like new programs like every month, you know? I did not know that actually. Oh, it's so great. And I have, I have a fire stick. Yeah. No, you got to check it out. I'll check it out. Gaia. Okay. Right. Look at that. Okay. Moving on. Your turn. All right. My turn. Oh God. I can, <laughs> I'm looking at Sean Lee's face right now and she's just like, okay. <laughs> like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Okay, because, all right, here's the thing, all right? All right, just wait, okay? It's good, I promise. All right, here's the thing. I'm a big believer that the sexiest part of you is between your ears. Oh, yes. Okay, like, mm-hmm. like you got to get in my head to get in my bed. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And so I came across this, um, as I was doing some research, I came across this site yesterday that has 239 sexual fetishes and kinks. And oh. I went, Oh, I'm in. And that, so when I think about what I would want to do to boost my sex life, I love, as you know, oral porn, fantasy talk. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you set some ground rules and some boundaries in your relationship, you can have a really hot, sexy relationship. Here's what I mean. Certain things, certain sexual kinks are shameful for some people. Mm -hmm. Like as I was reading this, first of all, there were things I didn't even know like, I'm just going to read the first one. And it's all in alphabetical order, by the way. So let me just help you. Okay, out. no, go. I love this. Abasiophilia. I, I'm going to, I don't want to guess because I, I think I'm going to get it wrong. Well, I would have gotten it 100% wrong. It's an attraction to people in neck braces, wheelchairs, casts, or other devices. Abasiophilia. Okay. I didn't even know there was a kink. Okay. I knew there was a kink for like people missing limbs. There is, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but but when I started going through this, I was like, I'm looking at this. And first of all, I'll go back to it. But but the point is, is that there's one called Actorasty. I might be saying that wrong. Hmm. Actorasty, but it's arousal by the rays of the sun. Really? Yeah. So the reason I talk about this is because there are things that people might want to try, but they're ashamed to tell their partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like one of the things, have you ever heard of um, CNC? Mm-mm. Okay, it means consensual non-consent. It's it's essentially rape fantasies. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, yeah. So so truth be told, like nobody wants to get raped. Like let's just label that as a Thank very you. clear right. statement, right? But CNC, consensual non-consent, is that kind of forced play. Mm-hmm. So if a woman or a man has that kind of fantasy kink, it, it could be really shameful to bring it up to their partner because then the, the discussion is, oh my God, you want to rape me? Ah! Well, the word, I think it's hard one too to, you're really 
making yourself vulnerable, vulnerable. and yes. then to have a partner react poorly to that and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you, you know? Exactly. So that's yeah. where I'm going with this is that everybody's got kinks. Everybody's got fetishes, even if you don't know what they are. Like that is, I, I learned oh. something about myself reading this. I'll tell you in a minute. But the point is, is that if you establish this ground rule, sex talk is just sex talk and it's a hundred percent okay. Mm-hmm. So there's no shaming in it, right? So if your fantasy, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm scrolling through these, just kind of randomly picking one. Oh, look, I found consensual non-consent. Situations where one or both parties have given prior consent for activities that may appear to involve non-consent. Rape play is a common form. The victim, quote unquote victim, has given prior consent to this type of play, but seems to resist. Yeah. Right. So, um, and there are ways to do it. Right. You so know, there's a lot of information online as to how to make, if, if you have that fantasy, how to make it happen with your partner safely. But there are uh, things I would never think about. Like this thing is called cruophilia, a kink related to legs, like your legs. So my point is, is that if you can establish a ground rule with your partner that says anything we talk about in sex talk is just sex talk. Yeah. And it's got to be safe. You can then talk about any fantasy you want and you can create any fantasy you want and it's okay. For sure. And I think that freedom gives people that space in between. Mm-hmm. Like I know over the years with, with some of my partners, learning about their fantasies has been so eye-opening for me. Like I had no idea. So what if someone comes to you and says, because I dated, oh, actually I didn't date. I, I went on a few dates with a guy. This was a long, long time ago that had a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't figure it out. You know, he didn't bring it up to me right away. It was probably on maybe the third date, maybe third or fourth date that he finally kind of outed with this fantasy of his. And I just didn't know what to do with it. Okay. I mean, he was... Obs- what, did he, what did he want you to do with it? Well, he wanted... Well, I mean, he took my shoes off, obviously. Okay. And then he just wanted to lick my feet. Okay. And it was really uncomfortable for me. Why was it uncomfortable for you? I think I would be uncomfortable too, but what made it uncomfortable for you? It was uncomfortable, number one, because I, I had never been with anybody before. And he, you know, I, I didn't understand. I was very young. I was mm-hmm. in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So that was part of it. And then the other part of it was I, I didn't know what I was expected to do. And then also, it's kind of weird having someone lick your your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just saying. <laughs> no, I, I, so I, it's interesting that you say that because I, I was with somebody and I felt the same way. Like in between my toes. and I asked people about it though. Cause like in my twenties, I was with somebody and he liked my feet and I didn't know what to do either. Like I'm like, okay, okay what do I, what, what do I do? Right. So I, I think we talked about this on the kink show um, where I asked people, okay, what is it about this that makes you like this? And what is it about this that, that what am I supposed to do here? You know, I was so young. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, now I think of something like that happened, I would have a million questions. I'd be mm-hmm. really curious. So I guess that kind of answers my question is if you are with a partner who's, you know, got a kink and they bring it up to you, then, you know, be polite, ask questions, try to understand it. It, and 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 I'm gonna encourage the the to to let go of judgment. Like there are mm-hmm. there are people who yeah I would hate to be shamed for some of my kinks. Well, here's the thing, and this is something I find, and I don't know if you find this too, but you know, for me, just recently dating in the last year, I have come across so many people who say because I'm very open about what's going on in my life right now, sexually, and this journey that I'm on, and you know the the BDSM community and all of these things that I'm very curious about. And I find that people, men and women say, well, I don't have a fetish. Fuck yes, you do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to post a link 
to this page. Yes. Because things I didn't even know were fetishes are no, on there. Everyone has, has a fetish. Something. Every single person has a fetish. Whether you, you like to lick pussy, you have a cunnilingus fun <laughs> fetish. Okay. I mean, seriously. Everybody has a fetish, right? Yeah. You know, whether, you know, maybe you don't want to put a label on it, maybe, but you absolutely do. Okay. I have to confess, I found out that I had mislabeled my fetish. Oh, really? Yes. This okay. page, I'm serious. This page told me. Okay, so remember, I, I think I've talked to you before. I felt like I was a shameless voyeur. Have you heard me say that? Yep. Okay, I'm not a voyeur. You're not? I'm not. What okay. are you? I know, right? Okay, so first of all, to, to define voyeurism. The voyeurism is a kink for watching someone else while naked or engaged in sexual activity. And it is usually without permission. Okay. So it, it's like it's like being in the closet. It's like a peeping tom. Like a peeping tom. That's a voyeur. <laughs> okay. Apparently I'm not a voyeur. So you because of the consent thing? Because, because people know? Because I don't want to watch anybody and not and them not know I'm there. I see. That kink, by the way, it's the one I have, is called scopophilia. That doesn't sound as fun. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scoping it out. It's called scopophilia. And that is where you enjoy watching other people have sex and they know you're there. You scoper you. I'm a scoper. <laughs> Baby, what's your kink? I'm a scoper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, it's, but it's that awareness of not being shamed for it. So I encourage you, no matter how long you've been with somebody... And I say no alone, but let me, let me back that track up. Share your story with people who can be trusted. Share your kids yeah. with people who can be trusted, who you know aren't going to shame you or share information about you. But if you've got that trust to be naked with somebody and you want to put some, some passion back in, get a little vulnerable, get a little naked and say, okay, you know what? I have this rape fantasy. Like, I don't really want to be raped, but if we could play this way, that'd be hot for me. And just let it be what it is. That'd be nice to, to be able to be that open about what you would like to, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever, no, that's not true. I actually have, I, I have touched on, you know, my sort of curiosity or fantasies right. or kinks with, with a partner, but I think the longer you're with somebody, the easier, mm -hmm. as long as it's a trusting relationship, I think the easier it is for you to be able to share the secret parts of you that nobody sees. Mm -hmm. I would agree with yeah. that. So that was my, that's share your fantasies. Yeah. Sex talk is safe, but understanding you don't, okay, let me pause. You don't get to use it in an argument. You don't mm -hmm. get to shame anybody for sex talk, period. Mm -hmm. Let me just put that line on that shit because you don't get to say, well, you like this. That's not fair. Don't yeah, bring it up in sex that's talk. Not cool. Don't do that. So I'm just going to put the warning out there. Yeah, because you really are putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, so, and so honor that with someone. Mm -hmm. All right, your turn. All right. Mine is, mine are a little more, I don't know, vanilla-ish, I would say, if that's a word. That's okay. There's a lot of our audience that are vanilla-ish. You know what? You're a vanilla with swirls. You're a little swirly. Come on, swirly girl. What you got? So, okay. So, and this is a big, this is also kind of a peeve of mine too. Mm -hmm. in, in my recent observance of my sexual experiences with, with men, I, I can only come from what I've experienced with men. That's all so. we can do. Right. Okay. So. I'm just a slut. That's okay. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all need a little inner slut, I think, right? right? It's just you my know? inner sexy coming out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say when you are in the bedroom, try to focus on pleasure, not on the performance. Okay. We need more information because I don't know how to perform. I don't know how to focus not on pleasure. Okay. So I think that things, and this kind of touches a little bit on what I was saying before. I think everything is so goal oriented in bed. Everything is all about this big climax. And I think that 
slowing down and getting into just the pleasure. Like, let's take orgasm off of the table. What if we did that? What if we just had a session with our partner where we said, you know what? Neither of us are going to have an orgasm tonight. We're just going to play. We're going to put blindfolds on each other. We're going to... There's a fetish kink for that. I know, right? (laughs) Which is visual deprivation. Actually, it has a name. I'll get back to you. Go ahead. Okay, so visual deprivation. I mean, that can actually heighten your sense of touch and lend to a, a more mindful experience. I think especially for women, that's a huge turn on because we don't have to look at our bodies and worry about whether we went to the gym or not. <laughs> Go, are you going to... Did I you find gonna, it? Yeah, I did. What'd you find? It's called amorophilia. Amorophilia. Doesn't that sound sexy? It does. It is the kink for being unable to see blinded or blindfolded during sex. Yeah, that sounds so hot. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, me, like, I like being blindfolded. I've all the never time. done it. Oh my God. You've never been, bl- oh my God. No one has ever blindfolded. Monica, it is really too bad you're not bisexual. We could fix a lot of this. I know, I know. <laughs> Jesus. In another lifetime. Right? Um, yeah, I've always been really curious about it. I should probably just blindfold myself and just... You know what? I had a guy um, right, after I, right after I got divorced um, and he blindfolded me Mm-hmm. And it, it's true. It heightens all of your sensations. And I forget what he used, but it was like everything was so sensitive. And when he finally took the blindfold off and like I'm in my well, I'm in my 20s to put it in perspective, I think he used like the cap of a pen or something. It was something so mm-hmm. nothing that felt so good. Isn't that amazing? It was astonishing. So we can all try this. Like if you have a partner, <laughs> we can all try this tonight. Right. You know, I mean... This is an easy one. Right. And I did that. Um, remember I did that DIY sex toys video? Yep. On our YouTube channel. So, and one of the things that most women have in their dressing tables are headbands. Oh, So if you oh my don't gosh. have a oh, blindfold, okay. a headband is a great blindfold. And if you guys haven't seen the YouTube video, you should go and check it out. Because oh, actually, it is really cool. I mean, I there's fun. some really clever, cute ideas. This is before I was... It's before mm-hmm. we had our first... Exactly. We hadn't even met yet. No, no. And I saw your your YouTube video on that. DIY it, sex toys. It's on the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's super cute. So I'm wondering, do we... Because I know our store is up also mm-hmm. on the website. Do we have a blindfold on the on the uh, website? We will by the time this airs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you. That's my girl. That's we'll, my girl. Yeah, but I'm serious. It, it's such an easy place to just, it's different than closing your eyes, interestingly enough. Oh, it's, I'm sure. It's because totally I've done different. it, I, well, I've done it masturbating. <clears throat> you blindfolded yourself masturbating? I have. I have never done that. <laughs> oh my God, it's a first on this show. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh my God, we are making history I blind, today. I, I blindfold myself. Oh, that's not true. Oh fuck! <laughs> when I do oral, <laughs> when I do oral porn, I you know the the sound porn, I do blindfold myself because it's very insulatory. I do headphones and sorry. Yeah. We'll keep working at it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Okay. I, was, I almost had it. You almost had me. All right, All right, keep going. No, no, that's it. So I'm done. So now it's your turn. Remind me what it was we were talking about. We got blindfolded. What? What, blindfolded was your tip? Yeah. Okay. All right. Or, sure. or like focus on, sorry, focus on pleasure rather than performance. Try to take the O off the table. Just for play, a minute. Play with your partner, you know. Make get, it playful. Yeah. yeah. Like touch them, slow down, you know, use a feather or your beard if you have one. Yay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, there are other, you know, I was with a guy that used to blow like hot air on my body. I would fucking hate that. No, it feels so... What 
are you talking about? The hot air thing? I would just be, you know me, I get, uh, no. Why? <sighs> okay, so imagine you're laying back, he's kissing you, he's kissing all over your body and then very, very, not like, not like a freaking fan, like an oscillating fan, like a, like a, but just like a gentle blow, a very gentle, but it's more like you only feel the heat. You don't even feel the air. You just feel the heat. Okay. Coming off of his breath on okay. your nipple or on your. All right. That might be okay. I don't know. Oh you know what? God. It would have to be cool in the room. <laughs> like all I can think <laughs> is that I'd get hot <laughs> and the room would have to be cold in order for me to enjoy his hot breath. Okay. Well, let me say that. Anyway, I'm just saying, take your time. Have You're fun. You're saying not have a destination. Yes. All right. Okay. I think that, and, and I, I think I told you this before that I, that I read an article a couple of years ago that talked about the best kissers are the ones with no destination. Did really? I tell you about this? No. Yeah. So I read an article that talked about what makes a good kisser and it's not having a destination in mind. So yeah, it's like, there's a pattern for most, and guys, I'm sorry, like sucks I to be know, you, but it, I, and I, made, I hate to bag on you. Here, I don't but, want to bag on them either, but. But I, you, you earned it. So I can't, I can't help it. You earned it. <laughs> you okay? assholes. You assholes, right? <laughs> but it's like, here's the guy, here's the guy pattern, right? Let me kiss you a little bit. Then I'm going to rub your back. And then I'm going to put my hand up the back of your shirt. Uh, you know, it's true. Oh my God. And then they bring their hand around the front and up to the boobs, right? They go for the boob. But what if you didn't do that? What if you just kept kissing? What if you rubbed her face? Yes. What okay. If, yeah. So do you remember no when you first start dating someone, you, you're only on the first date, you know, most men... Most men wait till the second or third date to go for that yes. pattern. But the back. first date, the kissing is amazing. And you wake up the next day and your mouth, your lips are swollen and, and sore. tingling. Yeah. It's and, like yeah. you're in high school again. Yes. Why do we stop doing that in the bedroom? Oh, that adds... Okay. So here's a random tip that we just came up with. <laughs> what if you went to the movies and you sat in the back and made out? That's all you did. Yeah. Like remember when you were in high school and you used to sit in the back of the movie I probably theater? wouldn't do that. I would. I wouldn't. I would. I totally would. Yeah. Why not? PDA. I don't know. Oh, I'm a fan. I'm not a big fan, but that also goes along with your whole like voyeur thing. Well, I'm not a huge exhibitionist, but I'm not taking my clothes off either. But it'd be nice to sit in the back of a movie theater with a, with somebody and just kiss them. I guess, and you know, know if it was in the back farther. and I wasn't, a, you know, I don't know. If, if it was very private and I could get away with it, then yeah, that, that could be super hot. I'm not going to say I haven't done it. Right. <laughs> I just don't know that I Because would I think it it's hot now. because you can't, you know you can't go, unless you're going to be That's so, Herman, That is true. You can't go any farther. Ew. Okay. Oh. I mean, seriously. We went there. But unless you're going to go there, you can't go any farther. So you may as well enjoy the kissing for what the kissing is. I think it's also super hot. Do you know, when was the last time you were with a guy and you wanted to go further and he said, no, nope. We're not going further. It is such a turn on. Oh my God. I actually, it has not happened to me, but I have a friend that it happened to. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, he played her right. Oh my God. <laughs> there is nothing. It is so hot. And he's like, no, we're just going to take our time tonight. We're just going to kiss. It is like, you want to literally- I've rip. never had anyone say that to me. I've had it happen a couple of times and I love it. Okay, super, so super partners hot. of mine that I know you're listening, that might be fun. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Denied. Ooh, give me a little denial. I think I might like it. No, you do. You love it because you're like, wait, what? Well, isn't that, so that's, it's kind of the same thing when I talk about sitting because you can't have sex in the movie no, theater. That's no, yeah, that's I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Little denial would never hurt you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And it keeps her coming back. She's going to come back. Yeah, because you get her all wet and hot and bothered and then she's like, really? Yep. 
really? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I do know someone this happened to, and all I could think was, oh, he played her right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. All right. Monica? Yes. This one's for you. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Let me... All right, let me sit up here so I can pay attention. Okay, you wanted to add more passion to your relationship when we're giving out just the tip. <laughs> go to a play party. Go to a swingers club. Go to a sexy party, even if you're monogamous. Let's okay. be clear. Okay. All right. This is not about, in this instance, it's not about adding anyone to your relationship, but it is about the energy. It's about watching other people feel sexy. Oh, yeah. Feeling that vibe, right? So... Here in South Florida, and I, the the mecca of all of all, you know, swing clubs is trapeze. Mm-hmm. And in the if you go into it, it's just a nightclub, but it's a sexy nightclub. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really fun place to go as a as a monogamous couple. Because um, there was a group of us we used to go all the time together, and there was a couple that went uh, with us, and we called them the Vanillas with Swirls. And so because they were <laughs> vanilla, and they only were together, and they didn't do anything with anybody else but they liked the energy and the feel of that freedom. Mm-hmm. And so they would go to the parties and hang out and everything else. And they'd, they'd go home and I'm assuming they'd fuck each other's brains out. Well, so I totally agree. And this is how I feel about strip clubs. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Sex. And I love yeah. going with my partner. If my guy is down with it. Now, some guys really are not down with strip clubs. They don't like them. They think that's somebody's daughter or whatever. Yeah, you've you know. said that. I've never met a guy. But here's the thing with strip clubs. And I love strip clubs mm-hmm. on the table. I love strip clubs. Um, but there are some women who are very intimidated by them. Interesting. Well, because it's it's not anything that, you know, is show, so if you have just had two kids, oh, yeah. you're not really going to be real hot and bothered most of the time to, or I shouldn't say most of the time, sometimes to sit there and with your partner and ogle a gorgeous woman who has not had two children in the last two years. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. So I think strip clubs have a place and I love them. And if you're comfortable and you like them, by all means go. It certainly adds an element of sexiness to to your day where I feel like it's different. And you'll see when when I finally do take you to the the swing club is that in the strip club, there's that energy, that sexual energy, but there's also that energy of money and urgency. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely, it's a machine. It's a machine. Whereas in the swing clubs, there's a different type of energy where it's it's a pulsing, like it's almost like sex. It's this in and out pulsing energy. I, I can't and I can't, yeah, it. and I can't, I Until can't I take you, imagine see. it because I've never been. So for right. me, like I've always gone to strip clubs for that same reason. They are just dripping with sex, right? You know, and there's this this energy in the air. And when you go with a partner, and it's erotic, it's and very sexy. erotic. Yes, yeah. and you know you're going home with each other. Right. I mean, I personally would never take a, you know, a. Uh, they're not called strippers. Anymore. It's like really bad to call them strippers. Dancer? Yeah, I think you're supposed right. to say yeah. that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm we're sorry. not trying to insult anyone. <laughs> no, I apologize but, too. Like I can remember being at a trap and there's a couple and they're this beautiful Hispanic couple and they dance together every time they go to trap. And she just, you know, prances herself for him and they maintain eye contact and they... But wouldn't and, that also be intimidating for someone who... Or is it the money thing, the exchange of the money? That, no, no, no. I'm talking about like when you're just... When you're, when you're, it's like when you go to a bar, any, any dance club, and you're standing on the rail and you're watching people dance, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine that in a really sexy atmosphere oh, where yeah, she's I, wearing a low-cut dress and, and she's got the dress, you know, the dresses up to her, her hoo-ha almost and she's dancing for him. <laughs> and right. And there's and there's a pole in the middle of the room and she climbs up and she makes eye contact with me. I mean, it's hot mm-hmm. to watch all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're there with a partner, they're watching too. And even if those two people on the on the dance floor are not people that are, are 
quote unquote attractive to you, what they're experiencing together is really beautiful. Yeah. And I, that is actually really, because re- you're right. It's totally different from a strip club where you're really just watching someone who's going through the motions mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of make a buck. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it is a little but bit you're different. watching two people in this sexual mm-hmm. dance that aren't having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a fan. Okay. Cool. All right. Your turn. That's my last this one. Last your one. Yep. All right. So this is a big one for me and I'm new to it. So, and it might seem really obvious, but eye contact. Make eye contact. So, you know, I hate to keep bringing up old partners, but, you know, I had a partner recently that made so much eye contact with me that it was uncomfortable. And I realized that all of my previous partners, I wasn't making eye contact with at all. And I have had a partner since that partner, a new guy, I had a little makeout session with Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his eyes were closed the entire time. Most people close their eyes when they kiss. So my eyes are wide open because I'm trying to connect with him and I can't connect. Wait, wait, you're kissing with your eyes, with your eyes open? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to, I'm trying to connect. I don't think I'd like that. Okay. So it's uncomfortable, but it is amazing once, okay. It's not the whole time. We don't have to like stare at each other. I'm just, okay. (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. I'm fine. I appreciate that. But it's intermittent, but the eye contact, I would say, lasts longer than when you start feeling uncomfortable and you want to close your eyes, keep your eyes open. And you have this incredible, what ends up happening, the first couple of times it's really uncomfortable and you're like, this is so strange. And then, then you get used to it, you get more, and it becomes longer and longer. I don't think for me, a hotter experience than I've ever, ever had before with having sex with a man who's kissing me. And we are just locked into each other's eyes that entire time. I'm talking like a minute or longer. No, I can see it when you're making love. I can, mm-hmm. I can, I can see eye contact when you're making love. But I don't know. To me, to me, it seems like, okay, so if you're in the missionary position and you lock eyes and that's, yeah, there's something really fun and intimate about that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I don't. You, I, you okay, know so I'll you try can't it. imagine doggy I got style. Enough, I got enough partners. Doggy I'll try style. It. <laughs> he's fucking you from behind, and you look over your shoulder and you lock eyes with him. I'm totally into that. Right. I'm just saying in the kissing realm, like I, in everything else, oh, I'm well, with you, right? Yeah. So, so I've got a couple partners. I'm gonna try it. I'll get back to you. It's not something I would do with somebody who's just a hookup. You know, I right, mean, because there's an intimacy. There, there is an intimacy, and that. there's a vulnerability there. Oh, for sure. But I think it's something that's really lacking. For me, it just, it took the kissing and that sensual experience to a whole new level because you're looking into somebody's eyes. I mean, you're seeing them being vulnerable. You're seeing their soul. Yeah. You're seeing yeah. them be, being vulnerable back. You know, I, I don't know. For me, it's something I absolutely re- will require in future relationships. Now I'm trying to remember how often I make love with my eyes open. So I had a partner, a partner, a boyfriend that I dated for years and years. I mean, we were very, very, very comfortable with each other and we had great sex for years. And I remember distinctly, anytime we made eye contact, it was very brief. And one of us would always look away. It wasn't like we were uncomfortable. It just, I mean, we were uncomfortable, right? When, when eye contact is, goes beyond, you know, and that's just some like primal DNA thing that we have, right? That's got to be like from caveman days. I wish I knew the science of it. I don't. Because I, I know, for instance, like when you, you, it's really, really bad to stare at like a chimpanzee or an ape, right? They, they see it as aggression. Right. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if that's part of it for us. But um, we always looked away, but, but there was a connection that was missing, Hmm. And so I recommend trying it. I'll get back to you. I'll try it. I can't wait. I'll tell now you have you have two I've, homework. I have assignments. Wait, what was homework number one again? I forgot. You um, <laughs> have to try the blindfold. 
Right. But remember I said I did it. Well, I actually did do it. Remember oral porn? I know. I have to... I have to try. You know what? Apparently, we got to listen to this episode and figure out our homework. <laughs> you did have homework, though. What was it? I don't it? remember. I'll listen again. I'll, I'll figure it out. All right. All right. It's interesting because you you had a, a kind of a theme as you went through yours, and I as I did as well. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, mine was uh, go on a dating site. Okay. Okay. To bring back passion to your own relationship. I and again, if you are monogamous, I'm still suggesting it. Here's why. Okay. All right. I'm listening. Okay. You don't, you can go on Tinder, for example. You don't have to give any details about yourself, but there's something. So when my girlfriend suffered this really huge breakup, okay, mm-hmm. she was really struggling with it. I said, go on a dating site. This will fix this. I'll, this is going to solve this for you. Mm-hmm. Two things happened. Number one, she figured out that a lot of men in the world found her really, really attractive. And it mm-hmm. boosted her ego mm-hmm. big time. So take that same logic and apply it to a couple. If one of you is feeling less sexy and you go on a dating site and people are swiping right on you, whether it's one person or a hundred people, it gives you that confidence that you're still desirable. Because I think when are you, and are you making a profile just for yourself or you and your partner? Are you in, in this? So it, I guess it's up to the couple how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, it would seem like if you are questioning your own sexuality. And I don't mean like, am I gay or not? I mean, questioning your own sensuality. Am I attractive? Am I still desirable? Which is, I think, an integral part of why passion dies. You don't feel sexy, so therefore you're not sexy. So true. So if you can allow yourself to go on a dating site with the understanding that it's just so, you remember how sexy you are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes... And there, it, it is really yeah. an ego boost. It is an when, ego when boost. a bunch of men are, are like, you know... Swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. And then here's the other part of it that, because I, I think it's funny, my partners are obviously on dating sites as well. And I get text messages. They're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I have you. Because hmm. the other side of that is remembering hmm. how attractive your partner really is. Now, are you responding to any of these? I guess it's different for every couple. You'd have to work out. Like, is it just for the ego boost? Or it, you? Yeah, you'd have to work it out. But what I like about it is, so one of my partners is on a dating site and he was going through the girls, if you will. And as I'm watching him go through the girls, I was like, hmm. And he's like, every time I look at this, I remember how gorgeous you are. Hmm. You see what I mean? Because it reminds you how gorgeous your partnership is. That's nice. And so I think that goes back to that, go, that putting that space in between. Because it's the same thing as when you're out at a club and somebody finds your partner attractive. Now you have the opportunity to see your partner through someone else's eyes. That's true. That is true. And so that gives you that, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, you're more appreciative, I think, of maybe what you have. Yeah, somebody called one of my partners this weekend. I was out and about. Somebody called one of my partners a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's hot. That's cute. Yeah. You know, the little snack you were hanging out with. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so there's my five tips. Yep. All right. Should we, we should probably recap them real quick. You want to go first? You do yours? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember. Okay. Though. You did music. I did music, uh, fitness, what else? eye contact, edging, and focus on pleasure versus performance. Right. And my five were get a lover, get yep. a new lover get a hobby, go on a dating site, go to a play party or sexy party, 
and change the game. Make sure to put fantasy talk on your table and keep it there as a safe place. Have we gotten any dick pics lately? I got a dick pic just day before yesterday. Okay. It's not up yet. I got it and I thought I need to post it. Okay. Yeah. So yes, if you have not sent us your unsolicited dick pics, ladies, take your texting power back. Mm -hmm. Don't let him eye rape you. Send it to us <laughs> and we shall make sure he gets the attention he wants. You can text it to us to 561-200-3330. You can text us that or you can always email it to uh, DWS and it stands for Dick Wall of Shame at twowildorchids.com, the number two. Hey, and if you're enjoying the show, you closet listeners, I think you're amazing. Please go on your iTunes. Just click the five stars. Give us a review if you're loving it. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't. But it certainly helps other people hear about the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it? That's it. All right, Monica, you do your sign off and then I'll do mine. I don't have a sign off. I'm new with things like this. I know. Go right? on. Suddenly. I just decided to make my sign off what I always had it to be because it was so organic for me. Okay. So you can go first and then I'll go. Or I can go first and you can go. What? <laughs> oh, what's my sign off? You're wanting to know. Exactly. Okay, so my sign up for all of my shows was always today, tomorrow, and every single day. You know that I love you, but you have to love you first. And that's always, always, always an inside job. So okay. whether you're doing it in sex or you're doing it wherever, it's still important. Okay, I right? like that. 